2: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Quitters Never Give Up. I'm Christopher Rosales. With me is Lynz Yeh, Jennifer Sunshine, and Edwin Buckshot Miller. We are a fan podcast and we're devoted to the Kevin and Bean creative universe. Oh, do we have a lot of nonsense to talk about today? Uh, first thing, well, what we're going to talk about today is our quitter news, our new social media, uh, some social club news. We got Jennifer Sunshine, and she's going to bring a classic Ralph Garman clip. We got the Week 10, of course, the podcast roundup. Uh, But today, we're going to start today's show with Buckshot on the Lose. Edwin was on KLOS this
3: week. Edwin? Some background information. We record this usually on Fridays about 4 o'clock, and we've been trying to reach KLOS and bother Kevin ever since he went on. So last week, same thing. We did the show. At the end, we tried to call in nothing. So after the show, I was driving and I thought, what the hell, let's try again. And I got in. I could not believe it. It's kind of weird because they joke that they don't have screeners and they aren't kidding. Because I called in. I just got the KLOS sound, which was commercials for like 20 minutes. But I thought this was the first time I never got a busy signal. First time I ever got anything close to success. So I was going to wait as long as it took. So finally, they just came to me out of nowhere. So let me play that real quick like. Hey, hello. Hey, this is Ed Wood from La Mirada. Love the show, guys. Thank you. What would you like to hear? We need uh, La Bamba by Los Lobos dedicated to Allie McKay. No veto, Kevin. Mm, I don't know what you the veto over. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> So we finally made contact with Kevin. The number actually works. Of course, Kevin Stockdale captures everything on Kevin and Sluggo. So like I said, I was driving and I'm like, oh my God, I did this, but I don't have a record of it. So thank God for Kevin Stockdale. Shout out to him. He posted that, I think that night. So I made a video and I think Lindsay, right? You suggested I send it to Allie, tweet it to her. Yeah. And I did, and she responded within like five minutes. So it still blows my mind that we can correspond with like Bean or Hallie or Kevin and Sluggo. It's, it's really amazing and very, very fun.
4: Well, and that's what I think what makes this, this Kevin and Bean Social Club and these podcasts is because they're all heavily engaged. Not all the time, not 24 seven, but Bean will jump in, Lightning will jump in, Ralph posted today. It's always something, you know, and that's what makes... Everything about the universe, so awesome.
3: Yeah, they're really great with their fans. I've I've never had a bad experience with anyone on the show. They've always been super nice. Then, come Monday, I emailed Bean about this because I wanted Allie to know. So Bean says, do you guys have Twitter? So I sent a message to all you guys. Do we have Twitter? And of course we didn't. So then what happened?
2: We are now at Twitter's Never on Twitter. We're now at Twitter's Never on Twitter, not Twitter. Wait, wait, what are we? We're on Twitter's Never at (laughs) Twitter's Never on Twitter. Don't edit that out, Lindsay. And then on Instagram, we're at Twitter's Never Give Up. So I think I emailed
3: Bean. I go, yeah, we're on Twitter. Of course we are. Who wouldn't be on Twitter? (laughs) And then I think Christopher sent me a screenshot that Bean had tweeted something about our show, right?
2: They linked us and they linked our episode with Miss Cleo. Moving on to social club news, since we're all talking about how they engage with us, there was a new article, and, and Lisa May shared it as well, about Strength Code is her club, right?
3: Let me just, I'll give you a couple of highlights. It says says, uh, she said farewell to KLOS in December of 2019. Can't believe it's yeah. been that long already. Okay, so now she's decided she's retiring from radio. She's going to start this fitness club. Okay, so here's what she says: I signed my lease on March nine, exactly where I wanted to be, and of course, the next week the world ended. So here she <laughs> yeah. is. She wanted to start a business. Everything's looking good. Bam.
4: <laughs> uh, didn't she call in to Kevin and Slugo and pitch her her fitness place in Palm Springs, Palm Desert? Yeah, that's yes, right. Huh.
3: Yeah, she called in. Was it like the first week? I remember. I just happened to be yeah. listening. And she called in and and they go, what's the traffic like? (laughs) So she gave an impromptu traffic report. And yeah, it was really nice to hear her voice.
4: But then also on that Kevin Bean social club, I forget who posted it, but they asked for introductions. And so it's been really cool to see people like who they are, where they came from. Uh, And then Lisa May got in there and did it as well. So I thought that was really cool for her to participate along with everyone else, you know?
1: Yeah, and what did she
3: say? I'm known for my rapping on K-Rock, which was hilarious.
4: She was very fun, very playful.
3: Yeah, that whole intro was a very interesting thread. Did you see lightnings? He tried to mention, like, everybody. (laughs) He got a lot of them. He only missed, like, two or three.
5: Yeah, there's, like, a stunt man or something like that. I was looking for it today, but I was like, this person is the most interesting man in the world, and it seems like everybody has a random connection to Kevin and Bean, where, like, they've met them or they... Mm -hmm. done something with them so we definitely have a lot of a lot of people to talk to in the in the near future
4: shout out to thomas thomas bleats he was the one that said maybe i missed it but did we ever do an introduction thread so thank you thomas Mm -hmm.
5: So Eddie, do you wanna go into the La Bamba
3: history? Uh, The story behind that is on Keep It 100, everybody had a veto. And one day someone called in and they asked for La Bamba by Los Lobos. And Allie was very excited and Kevin vetoed her. So that is one of the reasons we've been trying to call KLOS and get them to play La Bamba.
5: You know what? There's only one Texture 100, mm-hmm. but before we get to Texture 100, we've got to talk about who just barely missed out. Manny from L.A., 311, come original. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
5: keep it a hundred. Yeah, that's good. He did not. Uh, he did not make it. He was ninety-nine, mm-hmm. and also just missing out. Poor Tony from Beverly Hills, but he's in Beverly Hills, so he's probably doing okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's we're in this together. Nine Inch Nails, both great songs, you guys. Great songs. Not, not picked, but again, no, there can not... only be one texture one hundred, and that is Francisco
6: from East Los Angeles. Good morning, Francisco.
2: What's up, Kevin, Ellie, Thor. Thank you. <laughs>
6: good to hear from you. You were uh, texture one hundred. What? You, you, uh, got big plans for the weekend?
0: Um, just banging. <laughs> chilling.
7: <Yeah. laughs> dude, it's so into you, Francisco. Okay. Excellent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And your request is? Well, I'm from East LA, and there's only one good band from there. This is Los Lobos, La Bamba.
1: Ah! <laughs> I'm feeling yes! no. Well, hold on. That's it! Well we know wow, we that's know. loud. Rage! Okay. You guys! <laughs> we know for sure we are not getting a veto from one person. What oh, if I if vetoed it? I could, vetoed it. I, not, could ve- I
6: could veto it! I could I could use not. my veto right now rage! and play Rage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, oh my god. Is he doing
5: it? Oh my god. Are you, you doing did- it? You did it! He did it! He did it!
1: Oh, he did it! No! Oh, yeah, man. Keep it one, (laughs) honey. RANCHY! (laughs) Honestly. Honestly, that was the Listen, saddest I, the, moment. Of the, the most reaction, <laughs> so most in studio, most in studio reaction I've ever seen here.
7: Okay, let's walk them okay. through what just uh,
1: happened. Great, Ali oh. could not have been more excited about La Bamba. It was a bit of a surprise to her. It
5: is a movie that I watch once a month. She talks I, about it every nonstop. day. I love so much. I love Los Lobos right. so much. Yeah. So,
6: but we have a one veto each. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I thought it would be to. Ban a bad song. Right, yeah that right. was the goal. Right. Instead, I saw the opportunity to break your heart. You are and I just, a soul just—I couldn't. I couldn't,
1: I couldn't help myself. Her reaction—if you would have seen her face—yes, uh, she it, was,
5: is the definition of crestfallen because yes. I wasn't understanding what was happening. Because when he
1: said LaBaba, you had. Yes!
5: And both hands up. And I mean, she I stood I, up. I don't know if I've been happier. Races! I was Bob. I was Bob. You killed my
1: brother. So for those who don't know, Kevin then used the veto and played a Rage Against the Machine song. So his veto is now used for the entire year. I did
6: I, not I, realize that that's
1: what we would end up using it for. I can't imagine there being Just a better burnt one. Alley. Yeah, it can't be a better one, but that it was a perfect usage. Wow. Pretty but now I'm yeah. out. Out.
5: It was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it was awful.
1: It, it was, was fantastic. One of the greatest
5: mm-hmm. moments, okay, good. I've ever experienced. Because it was great. I, I have never experienced. It must be what heroin's like. You were at the mountaintop, <gasps> uh-huh. right to the valley. <laughs> it was incredible.
0: Right. We was so <laughs> upset. You're
3: a dick. So I got in. You guys got to call in. We got to keep doing this. It'd be so funny if it became a, like a a weekly thing. Every Friday we called in.
2: All right. Shall we move to Jen's clip?
4: They haven't had a so recently back in the day they would have ralph's rants so previously he went on this rant on a larry the cable guy movie and the rant is way too long to play it's probably around february 17th 18th so a few days later i think it's a friday before the weekend they're announcing the new movies coming out for the weekend and ralph just gives us gold
6: Fortunately, (laughs) you're going to be too busy at another particular movie this weekend, am I right, Ralph? And
4: lastly, witless protection.
0: (laughs) Yes, Ah, Larry the fucking cable guy. You can't. You can't say that.
6: You can't say the f word. Why not, Ralph? Come on, (laughs) Larry the effing cable guy. You can say. Come on. That just doesn't do it justice. Well, you
0: can't say it. Sorry. You're excited about it. The FCC might give Ralph an exception in this case. For this This, guy. This one, they'd let you slide. If they ever saw anything that Larry the effing cable guy ever did, they would say, you know what? You're right. Effing's just not strong enough (laughs) to describe how bad and unfunny this bastard is. This fat bastard. This fat fake bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Larry the cable guy plays a sheriff who gets caught up protecting a beautiful key witness in a high-stakes crime case. I bet he runs into a lot of highfalutin city folk who don't does. understand the down-home charm of Larry the Cable Guy deputy sheriff. Ralph <laughs> well, certainly has a lot of imagination. Here's a scene where Larry interacts with those highfalutin city types at a dinner party, and boys are confused by their strange ways of eating. Welcome, Larry. Oh, Miss Haynes, you look... Ravishing
7: tonight. Thank you. You <laughs> what your decorators must have been busy in a blow-up doll at a frat party.
5: I'll
7: <laughs> well, tell you what, that beef jerky and marmalade ain't sitting too good. Hey, you
0: got a crapper, I gotta go pinch out a grumpy.
5: Yuck. <sighs> so yuck.
0: Can anyone smell that? Mm-hmm. See, in the highfalutin city folk... Talk like this. Hello, like real people. That's, that's right. worse than my queen. Thank you for coming to my dinner party. <laughs> this movie blows on every level. Every performance, every line that's written, every shot of it, every frame of it. <laughs> what the hell? Will give you cancer. No, that's ridiculous.
6: It's been proven. The
0: FDA has proven this movie gives you cancer of the testicles. <laughs> wow,
6: I didn't know that. Even what about women? women. Oh, no, that isn't bad. good for you. In women,
0: t- you grow balls and then they get cancerous.
6: <laughs> you don't even grow healthy testes; they're cancerous.
0: And then Jenny McCarthy's in it. What do you bet it's number one? If it's number one this weekend, I will <laughs> have to
6: kill someone. Someone in
0: this room? Possibly. Well, that's not. Come bad. on. It, it can't, can't be number one. Not. Okay. number one. Fine, excellent. Good. It can't be number one. It cannot
6: it be, be number, number one. It's not possible to be number one. I am saying number one.
4: Can't because be. of all the
6: Midwest,
0: I think he's real popular. and cannot be possible. But there
6: were, there were some big box office movies that came out last week that I think people will go see instead of Larry the Cable Guy, right? We're going to need this tape for Monday. I don't know. Yeah, we are. Come on. The, the less we want it to be number one, the more it is.
0: That's the general rule. <sighs> well, Three. that is your problem, Ralph. Yep. This guy just is just a big boil on my ass. <laughs> of all of them, all the of all the blue collar tour redneck Yeah
6: S effers <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think Foxworthy is likable and has some talent. He's I a do. genius compared uh, to this guy.
0: Bill Engvall yeah. and this yeah, guy and the whole bunch awful. of them. just, I just, oh, <laughs> God damn them. <laughs> but you'll kill Mike if, on Monday. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Sure. All right, good. If it just, let's, if it places, let's say top 10. If, if it's top Mike. 10, all right. All right. <laughs> Fantastic.
6: Let's say top 25. All right. Top hey, 100. Hey, let's call right.
4: it. Angry Ralph is so much fun. Pretty sure that had to be a real F-bomb, right? They didn't bleep it. So I think
5: Kevin Stockdale at some point had this like direct feed where he got everything that they said because I remember there was a clip of Bean saying shitty, which also got through to uh, on his. And I remember asking him, and he said something like, "Oh, I have some kind of like direct connection." Um, okay, okay. Here I'm cursing, and I was just like, "Oh, that's really cool. Nice." Well, I
3: remember when they first started streaming, they were like the last radio station in the world to stream. But when they did, curse words would be on the stream, but not on the air. Mm. So maybe that's what he means. Okay, week that was April 5 to 9. Uh, we've been talking about Lisa a lot lately because she's on the uh, society page. I mean, social club. Last week, she did an impression of the Armenian comedian. So she's stretching her wings. This week, she did a new impression.
4: And Leeton Meester
2: of Gossip Girls 24. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I love her. I love her so much. And that's Ralph Showbiz I'm, beat. So, well, I'm sorry. Can I hear I did? love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> she did the best King of Mexico.
5: Oh, I love the Gossip Girl. Guy oh,
2: I'll have a half salad. You don't remember when he called him half salad? When uh, Dave started, they called him half salad. They didn't call him King yes. of Mexico.
4: Yep.
2: Jimmy Kimmel gave him that name, gave him both names because he went to lunch. The first lunch he had is I think uh, starting working there. He, he went with Jimmy Kimmel and and all the guys to lunch and he ordered just a half salad and Jimmy Kimmel would not let it go. And so for, I don't know, for months it was half salad until they found out that he didn't speak Spanish (laughs) and, or like spicy food or anything stereotypical Mexican and he still spoke with an accent. And so they called him King of Mexico.
3: It is funny that he has an accent, but he can't speak Spanish at all. Yeah. (laughs) I love that about him. Okay, uh, this week in uh, 2010, the Conrad Murray trial was going on. Remember, he was the guy that hooked up Michael Jackson to propofol and stepped out of the room. Yeah. So anyway, Mm
7: -hmm.
3: uh, Psycho Mike happened to do an imitation of him. So let's see what happened.
6: All right, Dr. Murray. (laughs) Another part of your defense is the reason you. Okay. The reason you waited so long to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God damn Omar, man. It's not me. Who? You got you got Omar, you got Omar with my, you? he
1: be my steel drum player.
2: He help. me. I said. <laughs>
1: All right.
6: One more question for you, Dr. Borry. Part of your defense is that the reason you waited so long to call 911 is you say you didn't want to leave the patient alone in the room. Yet other reports say that he died while you were in the other room on the phone with somebody else. Which is it?
4: <laughs> Dr. Murray, <Doctor? laughs>
1: Mike, yeah. Omar, Omar, Mike. and I be fighting over the reggaeton horn. Man. I don't want to hear no more. Oh, is that right? You no want to hear it every time, Mike. So you're you're holding him back. Yeah, we literally having a fight.
3: <laughs> so Omar still had the reggaeton horn. That's one of our favorite things. When the show goes off the rails, they're fighting over the sound effect button. I guess. Okay, for the last few weeks, Kevin has been getting madder and madder about Kesha.
6: You have cartoon hate for the very popular singer Kesha, and that's S with the dollar sign. I know you hate her. You hate her little baby talk. You but, hate the way she spells her name. You hate her makeup. You hate right. her videos, her songs. But I can't be lists. alone. This isn't just my cartoon hate. This is real hate that a lot of people have. I oh, know. I'm sure. No, yeah. no, no, she sucks. But All what right. the rest of us do is just ignore her and not listen to her music. What you do is every single day you go home from the show and sit in front of your keyboard and furiously yeah. type up blogs for KevinMean.com about how, how much she sucks every day. A lot of people in Germany in 1941 sat around and said, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) See what happened. Do you see what happened? Did management come to you or did they not and say, we've got to pull all of your posts off of KevinB.com because Kesha is managed by somebody who manages Kings of Leon and lots of other bands that we play and like, and you're pissing them off with your words. Those words were said.
3: So Kevin was getting in trouble. They made him take down his posts, but he was not going to take this lying down. He made a parody song and a parody video.
6: I act cool and I can't sing. I'm not sure if I speak English,
0: but who cares? I'm talk, talk, talking, talking,
4: talking.
3: And here's the thing. I did a little bit of research. That video is still up on YouTube. Kevin really? dressed like Kesha, wears the makeup like Kesha, and sings blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. Look it up. You'll like it.
5: You know, I remember him talking right. about that, and he said something like, so they told me to stop, so I went home, and I thought about it for a little while, and then I decided to Photoshop her as Hitler. Like, do you think that's what they were talking about? And everyone's like, no, no, I don't I don't think that's what they meant.
3: Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I didn't bring the whole segment, but yeah, he started off, he photoshopped her as Osama Bin Laden, and they said, well, you got to take that down, so then he photoshopped her as Hitler, and then he said, you got to take that down, so he made the video.
4: The funny <laughs> oh, thing was, God, Kevin,
3: Kesha's management also managed some K-Rock bands, so the suits came into Kevin and said, hey, uh, the management is complaining, and they managed some guys we know, some some acts we play, so please take it down, but We know the Kev dog, he did not listen. Okay, now, I think the biggest thing this this week uh, that was, was Jay Moore came into studio. Now, Jay Moore didn't just come in for a segment. I think he was there for half the show. He stayed for Showbiz Beats. He took some calls. Stephen Carell called in, and uh, Jay said, well, I'm going to leave the studio because I don't want to take his time. And at the end of the call, Steve Carell's like, wait, I thought Jay Moore was there. Can he get Jay Moore? So he came back and talked to, talked to Steve Carell too. So, anyone who's a fan of Kevin and Bean, look this show up. Um, I believe it was April 8th, 2010. Listen to the whole thing. It's great. When they have a comedian on the show with them that they like, gold. So, anyway, he came on because he had a book coming out. He wrote a book about being a father.
7: I was going to write a parenthood book about being a father, like the Paul Reiser, Bill Cosby, like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is easy money. Let's just go and make jokes. Right. And then I realized my act was about a lot of my, you know, a lot of my act in the clubs is about how kids are... They're like mental patients. It's like having homeless people in your house, except you give them all your money and you let them climb on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're horrible. They're horrible people that run your life and they live in your house. And and it's the same as homeless people. And by the way, I want you to go to Amazon to pre-order the book. And I know it's at forty-five thousand right now. I don't know there was that many pre-orders. Book- no, that's what rank it is. Oh, so I'd So like I'd like to get in the top 1,000. I'd like to see how the power... You know, I didn't get paid for April Foolishness. Right, we do did, it out of the love it. of it. That's right. You don't. the money So what I would to like share. to do is for the people that enjoyed it, there were 6,000 people there. Uh-huh. So if 10% of the people, if 600 people pre-order this book, that will propel me into a 1,000. Amazon.com. Okay. No wonder my parents drank.
3: Okay, so Jay Moore is trying to harness the power to the Mighty Kevin and Bean Show. Let's see what happened after he made his plea.
7: Where were you in pre-orders when you sat down? 44,000. Okay, I got great news for you. 41,000. You're at at
6: 48,000 right now. (laughs)
0: 48,596
6: right now. So
3: he started going downhill. Well, surely after some yucks from Jay Moore,
6: people would start ordering the books, right? That's By the right. way, uh, the power of the Kevin and Bean show—if there was ever any doubt before—it was where when you stepped when you stepped in this morning. Now was <laughs> forty-eight thousand, ladies and gentlemen, fifty-five thousand. Right now, No wait, now wait, That's now a wait a right. minute. Wait, let me It continues to go backwards.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I can't figure out what happened. Maybe they were looking at the wrong list or something. I can't believe it would go down. But anyway, it's funny no matter which way it actually happened. As they end the interview, he had some ideas for the next April Foolishness.
7: When you see, like, the monkey come in on, like, the moped and there's, like, you know, he's holding, like, or he got, like, a chimpanzee come out holding, like, yeah. uh, sparklers. We'll work on that <laughs> <Yeah>. next <laughs> year. Let me tell you we'll something. We'll work on that next year. Next year, April Fool's list, right. you get a chimpanzee <laughs> to come out wearing a bellhop uniform <laughs> <laughs> holding sparklers. That place would go bananas. We'll do it.
6: We'll do right. it. Listen, Jen, get up off the floor. If <laughs> you'll Seriously. do it, if you'll give us your, your okay for next year, you're going to be there. We'll make it happen. <laughs>
7: I'll be there. Okay.
6: <laughs> we'll make it happen. That's That's a a fantastic idea.
7: (laughs) That's all I care about now.
6: All right. Before we go, we have one more piece of business. Uh, Before
7: before we plug (laughs) Jay's book one more time.
3: So once again, our favorite thing, the show Uh just kind of goes off the rails. Jay Moore's on the floor (laughs) (laughs) laughing about monkeys, introducing him for the next April Foolishness.
4: Uh, Jay Moore was always a really good guest I was listening he was just on in 2008 and did the same thing sat through his interview and then showbiz beat and hung around for a bit and he was telling the story he happened to be at a gym of some sort and he was in the hot tub and Ralph happened to be there as well and so he started playing like hey big boy you want to come in the hot tub with me and Ralph just walked away (laughs) like nope very funny
2: Each week, we like to go through all the podcasts that are in the Kevin and Bean universe in a segment we call the Podcast Roundup. Going back to our Twitter conversation, we kind of got called out by a fan of Chip's podcast, Totally Offsides, for not covering their podcast. I responded that we will rectify that, and so we're going to rectify that right now. I listened to podcast uh, 90, episode 91, Totally Offsides, with Chip, Jeff, and Anthony. This is a hockey-centric podcast. They took all kinds of fan calls and requests. They talked about the Kings and Ducks allowing fans to their arena. They had ugliest jerseys. They had a lot of banter regarding hockey. Problem is, I don't know anything about hockey. And it's not very Kevin and Bean related. We'll probably check up on it every now and then, but I don't think it'll be a regular recurring segment on the podcast roundup it is very entertaining not knowing anything about hockey you know it was very engaging each each of the hosts isn't overly obnoxious like some sports casters can they you know i was able to follow along even though i honestly i don't even know how many hockey players are allowed on the ice at once so if you're a hockey fan if you like kevin and bean if you like chip it's really good to hear chip go ahead give totally offsides a a like, subscribe, and listen to it. Now, Yeah, I've listened,
3: I've listened to a few of those podcasts, not because I know that much about hockey, but because Chip is funny. So they have some little games they play, and they've got nicknames for each other. And, yeah, like you, I don't know a lot about hockey, but Chip is just really good. She comes across really well on the podcast.
2: Moving on to our regular podcast. Now, doing the podcast roundup, I kind of want to always pick up a theme for the podcast. This week's themes were COVID anxiety and garbage people and garbage animals. So on Janky Town, they talked about their COVID anxiety because Dave had a severe case of COVID anxiety. Dave uh, is very worried about, about when things open up and even on th- on events and places that he's gone to, he still freaks out. I, I know exactly what he feels. Going out to dinner the other night was pretty freaky. Have you guys had any COVID anxiety? Yeah, I
3: think Dave is too worried. I mean, we're gonna all be vaccinated pretty soon. Things are getting better. And Dave is like he's like Eeyore. Oh no. So Dave
2: lighten up is what I say. Well Dave uh, Omar and Beer Mug were a little like you guys.
0: I would be licking everything like ha! Yeah I'm impenetrable. Ab- ah! Absolutely, absolutely. I'm right there with Muggs <laughs> and
1: I would lick mugs after he licked all that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my
7: god. But
2: yeah, man. Okay. Oh, I'm in that corner. We're gonna for be sure. on Zoom forever. So yeah, they don't care. They're ready to just go on and have concerts and everything. Allie also has COVID anxiety or I guess the end of lockdown anxiety, where she had a a coffee date that went on a little too long and she was just ready to wrap it up. And then Ralph also and Eddie were talking about how they're opening up a lot of the parks and how they're going to just take it really slow. So the only people willing to lick things is uh, Omar and beer mug, it seems.
3: Well, I didn't lick things before, so I'm not going to lick things now. So my (laughs) life will not change too much.
2: True that. Now we did have a lot of that's not brown rice from, uh, Beer mug. Now tell me if you guys see anything wrong with this. Johnson Anthony Johnson. I got the one sheet. No, no, no. Oh.
3: He got the Juanson and Juanson. He got it down in Mexico, and it's it doesn't work.
4: Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like that's I a little racist mug. Be... Like, are you trying to <laughs> yeah. say
2: uh, things made in Mexico? Oh, am I going to get canceled now? <laughs> Echo in Mexico, God. no bueno. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> so beer mug was pretty offensive on that one, and then he goes on to use the I have. a uh, Friends that are Mexican, excuse.
0: A full Mexican who's not really Mexican, and a half Hispanic oh, guy. You think I'm really that racist? Come on now. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> wow,
7: Mugs is using I have I have Mexican friends as, yeah, as uh, an excuse hey. to be racist. Whoa,
0: Way to Mugs. go, Mugs. Uh, yeah. I don't think you want to go down Jesus. that road, my friend. There's no hate in my heart. Okay.
2: <laughs> you don't have a heart. That's why. I, I see that uh, beer mug was trying to be funny on the on that, but uh, I laughed a little. I, I'm sorry, that was pretty funny. Being Mexican myself, I thought that was just a little bit funny. But, you know, Beer Mug had a lot of not brown rice, and they also had a lot of janky moments, which brings us to janky versus janky. Us versus them. Right, Edwin? Exactly. Wait, wait, hold on. Right, Buckshot?
3: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, They, I think they're trying to get into our territory here. Let's listen to their intros, kind of compare them, to the standard of excellence that we're
1: setting, we're going to do a bit called Headlines, and either Dave or Muggs has an intro for this. Da 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 da! It's time
0: da 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 for the da 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 things that are in headlines. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, so there's a couple of headlines in the news that are super funny, and uh, I'm going to read you three headlines, and you guys choose. Wait, wait, I got I got a, I got a headline one. I just thought of one right now. Okay. Okay.
3: <clears throat> Headlines, 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 what they talking about?
7: Headlines, 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 let's all find out. You know, okay. you know was, what? You know what? I, was okay, I, I'm
1: going to start producing these intros for you guys okay. before the show.
3: <laughs> so, like I said, they're trying to be jankier than us, and I'm very offended by that.
2: We can do better intros than that. Well, then, who would win the janky title if they're, if our intros are less janky than theirs? I don't know they're I don't know, I think they're deliberately being jankier to try to
3: to try to meet us to try to beat us, so we well, we, yeah. we see what you're doing over there, Town.
2: all right, the next garbage person that I think Ralph brought up on his show was the guy at Disney World, the guy that was thrown off because he didn't want to do a temperature check he uh you know complained that he paid fifteen thousand dollars, all kinds of stuff, and then. Ralph did some more digging on Wednesday's episode and found out that the guy is a contractor and has been taking money from employees, but didn't never paid their health premiums. So employees that got hurt and went to the doctor got a big bill from them. Then another garbage person he talked about, Marshall, Marshall Hutchins, he's suing a minor league team because his dad died in a taco weeding contest. And then there was a hipster that was, was suing a university for publishing a study and using his picture. The study was that, that nonconformist groups tend to start all looking the same. So they end up conforming on some level. And they used a picture of this guy. And this guy threatened to sue them. But it turned out not to be that guy. So he was, exactly, he was pointing out exactly what the study was in that he couldn't even tell himself apart from other hipsters. The last garbage thing I think we could go over is Ziggy turned out to be funny this week. So that thing is canceled. So I I don't know. The world is upside down on me. That segment came to an end because Ralph actually laughed at a, at a Ziggy cartoon. I I don't know what to think. I I don't know how that fits into garbage people, but that was some garbage right there because it wasn't funny. The biggest garbage person or garbage people are the two weenies at K-Rock that uh, stopped Bean from going on Janky Town. Bean and Allie went into this on their Cup of Tina chat podcast. They basically blame it on either Mike Kaplan or Jeff Fetterman for being such a weenie that they wouldn't let Bean on a podcast. Now, Bean, who devoted 30 years to K-Rock, basically had one of their best shows, has a fan following now from that that station they won't let him go on janky town they're putting the squeeze on beer mug and omar and that's understandable i don't blame those guys at all i mean king of mexico has basically said he's retired because he can't find a job in radio for anything so i can't expect omar and and beer mug to give up anything just for a podcast interview yeah
3: that's fair i mean they work for k-rock so i mean if k-rock tells them something they're going to have to listen so I'm totally with you. I don't blame them. I blame the management for being
2: yeah. that way. Yeah, these two weenies, as Ali called them, said that they that it would be at bad optics for the team that they're on now, as since Bean ripped K Rock after Kevin was let go. And I mean, they had Kevin on. They had a whole bunch of people that were on from the show, and then now they're they're putting their foot down for Bean. It's just it's just these guys having a power trip and and. Uh, being total weenies i don't have a better word for it
5: okay so one thing i don't understand one is he sent in a clip already so he was essentially already on the show talking about the fucking queen and the second thing and what i really am kind of curious about is clearly omar had to approve this like whole exchange being on cup of tea because bean wouldn't just do this behind omar's back So like, I'm almost afraid, I I admire him for allowing that, but now I'm afraid that like the repercussions that are happening are still going to come back on Omar. So I'm very curious to see what happens.
2: What I think happened, if I'm going to speculate, and of course I'm just going to speculate, Janky Town has been operating under the radar and nobody's really been paying attention to it. And then Jeff Fetterman or Mike Kaplan or whoever it is that gave, sent them the, the text message, basically found out that being... And Kevin were on there. And since apparently Beer Mug and Omar are becoming bigger parts of the striker and Klein show, I imagine we're probably not going to hear much of K Rock on there or the Kevin and Bean show on there again. Well, we're not going to hear much of the Kevin and Bean show on there anymore, but we're going to hear a lot more K Rock and Stryker and Klein stuff. Oh, you think so? I think so. I mean, if if the bosses came at them saying it's bad optics that you're talking about this stuff on your new team, you know, basically promoting a show that is no longer there and not promoting the show that you're currently on that. I think that that's the next step is they're going to be like, you need to talk about striker and Klein more.
5: Can you imagine the blowback that that would cause?
3: That's an interesting theory. I, 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 agree with you. I think, it seems every time the bosses listen, something bad happens. <laughs> That's what yeah. happened on the old days on Kevin and Bean. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we can keep our ears open and see if they start talking more uh, striker and client on
2: the show. So, animals that are dicks, I guess, is the next part of the garbage people, garbage animals. From Ali and Bean, they talked about uh, in Thailand, there was a python that came out of a toilet while a guy was on there. Jen, Jen you have thoughts on that? Uh, Lindsay, you have thoughts? My on?
5: name's Lindsay, but Sorry. um, I was listening to that earlier today while I was serving food and I was just like, I can't do this. It's so like <laughs> all of our greatest fears are if a snake is going to come out and bite our butt while we're peeing in a toilet, like, ah, never, really? That's your
3: that greatest
5: fear. fear? <laughs> I mean, you've never had that. You never thought about that with all of the stories no. about snakes and toilets.
3: No, I've never thought maybe, of that. I'm worried about snakes on a plane, but not in a toilet.
5: <laughs> hey, oh, maybe it's more of a, a people who sit down to go to the bathroom every time.
2: I thought it was just because it's some third world country stuff where, you, you know, the plumbing's not modernized or anything. But then they talked about this guy, Steve Dahl, in Sacramento. A rat came out of the toilet while he was going. There you are, some really crappy animals.
4: Heyo. Yo. Oh, you know,
3: I've heard of that. I heard... Um, There's a show called Mystery Science Theater 3000, old cable show, and they have done jokes about rats coming out of the toilets in Minnesota, and this was like 20 years ago. So I guess it's been happening for a long time in different places, and that's not, you know, that's not a rural area. It's not a third world country. So I don't understand how rats can get in there, but apparently it
2: happens. Moving over to great news, I guess to cleanse ourselves from the garbage, people, we should listen to great news, but. Uh, Kevin had this to say about cats. All right, I have a story. So I was watching someone's cat. Yeah.
6: I don't love cats. We know this. <laughs> but I was watching the cat. Yeah. And I figured, you know, all I have to do is keep it alive. How hard can that be? And it ran away, middle of the night. So I was in my underwear. So I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> I went outside, like just around the house. Yeah. It was pitch black. There were no street lights anywhere. So I went out around the house and I looked and I was calling the cat and it wouldn't come. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, I guess I'll just go a house over. Maybe the cat's there. still I, in your underwear.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, what are you, Derek Vineyard in American history X? Just like
6: walk around in my box. No, it was really dark. And I, it was three in the morning or something, so there was no but one. But you're going to go engage with your neighbors. No, I didn't knock on the door because okay. it was three in the morning. Sure. I just thought but the cat would be there. Potentially, yes. All right. Now I'm with you. So then I keep going because I can't find the cat. So I'm, I don't know, seven or eight houses down in my underwear Okay. looking for a cat. <laughs> Calling it, like finally decided this is awful. I'm going to have to call the people whose cat I'm watching, and tell them that I lost it. It's the worst Terrible feeling. So I ran, like, hiding behind bushes and stuff because I'm still in my underwear. I ran all the way home, and the cat was sitting right in the doorway waiting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the cat was there waiting for him while he was walking around the neighborhood in his underwear looking for it.
3: Well, if if Kevin hated everybody who outsmarted him, it'd be a long list, that's all I'm saying.
2: Oddly enough, this made me think of a cat story of my own. Now in college, I don't know how or why, but I wound up giving a friend a ride home like at midnight or something. And so I didn't really wanna give her the ride home. I was late, I wanted to just go home, but they didn't, she didn't have a ride. So I drove her home. Just as we're almost to her house, she screams, just like almost makes me crash. And she makes me pull over and her cat was run over. She goes, it's my cat. I can't believe it. And I'd seen this cat before. We hung out at her house and I knew, we knew this cat and it was her cat. So there I was, I, we got the cat. We put it in the back of my truck. We drove to her house. I didn't know what to do. She was all torn up about her cat dying. I I, I drop her off and I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. And no, she's like, can you help me bury it? So I I, I really couldn't say no, so I dig a hole in her backyard, we put the cat in, say something nice about the cat, and I go home, I get home like about three in the morning. About a week later, I wind up going going over to her house, the cat fucking shows up. (laughs) The cat that we buried was right there. Exactly. Uh,
5: this has been playing the whole time. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to escalate into that. I just decided to play it. Oh
2: God! Yeah, my story was so interesting. You started watching TV.
5: No, I was just like, <laughs> what's a good thing to accompany this? Oh, let's do Stranger Things. And then the cat came back. Oh God!
2: Yeah, I didn't know what the to cat think. dirty. No, the cat was fine. The cat was right there licking itself, looking at me like, "What's up?" Like nothing that <gasps> happened to the cat, and I. Asked her, "Didn't we bury your cat?" Like, well, I guess he came. He came back like a couple of days later. I was like, "Did you dig him up? Like, try and see if there's somebody there? Is there's a cat there?" Is- no, we didn't. We just left it. But that's my creepy cat story.
5: That's the definition of that song. The cat came back, but also adding to the wheel of bad animal voices. Oh,
2: there we go. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that's but terrifying. that cat. That cat didn't outsmart me, but that cat did scare the shit out of me because there it was. Zombie fucking cat. Zombie cat,
0: yeah.
2: So to end this podcast roundup, we got to end it on a high note. And we got to talk about Mr. Rogers. So on great news, well, I guess it starts with the garbage person. Because there was a mom that hated Mr. Rogers growing up. Who hates Mr. Rogers? I don't understand that. But her daughter loved him. And so she wrote a letter to him uh, to ask him to meet her daughter. They never got an answer back. And, you know, they thought that was the end of it. Mr. Rogers is just too busy. Mr. Rogers has just got a lot of stuff to do. But then uh, they did get a letter back in the mail. Uh, The accompanying note from his associate producer indicated that it was among the letters written in the early stages of his illness. Wow. I'm cramping. Sorry. (laughs) So it was a hand-typed letter to the mother and to the daughter saying that he was very sorry, but unfortunately he was ill. And he would love to come to dinner, but it's just not the right time in his life. And it was a handwritten letter, and it's uh, prominently framed inside the uh, people's home sitting above the mantle so that they could all look at it. And I just thought to myself like, oh, and by the way, the associate producer wrote another letter saying that, uh, under any other circumstances, Mr. Rogers would have definitely come wow. to dinner. And well, that's just Mr. Rogers for you, right?
5: Let's not talk about any of the Kevin and Bean Mr. Rogers clips.
3: <laughs> Did you guys see the documentary about Mr. Rogers? Yes. No. It's really good.
2: Yeah, it's a great documentary.
3: Nowadays, there's, there's really a lot of anger and yelling, and he was very calm, very low-key. But, man, he really cut through. I mean, you watched him, and uh, he just really seemed authentic. So, to see an authentic person really hit me when I watched that documentary.
2: Yeah. He was really caring and thoughtful and, and a sniper for the Marines covered with tattoos, according to Kevin. Um, but yeah. I think
3: that was the guy from Leave It to Beaver.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Kevin goes into it on great news about the whole rumors of Mister Rogers. But no, Mister Rogers was was every bit authentic and just wonderful. So to balance out all the garbage people, there you are with Mister Rogers. And that concludes this week's podcast roundup.
0: We thought he